Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 The, uh, for the council meeting on the uh, 27th of May, the first cabinet meeting uh, which uh, which has been run on Zoom. Um, I un I understand that we're we're getting pretty advanced in uh, remote communications. Um, I understand that uh, there are a significant number of councils that have yet to hold any meeting. So, having run um, two 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 councils scrutiny now a cabinet. Um, thank you to everybody who has helped to make it happen, and to the officers who have. Uh, uh, conquer the technology to uh, to make it happen. So this evening we'll uh, we'll be we'll be disciplined. It's getting to be quite a large meeting with everybody here. Uh, we're up to twenty participants now. So uh, if you please uh, mute yourselves, um, we will use the um, the the the, uh, the blue hand quite uh, as religiously as as I can, and. Uh, 
Uh, when, when asked to speak, if you could uh, unmute yourself, then um, um, that would be the best way to work. Um, if uh, it's a relatively small meeting, I found that uh, pressing and holding the space bar allows you to, uh, to talk temporarily. I know you can press the button up the top right-hand side. Uh, have a go at the space bar, see if that works. Hopefully we can be uh, very efficient. Um, I'm just, I think, just for everybody's here. Do we have any uh, apologies, Ben? We don't, Chair. Councillor Light has just entered the meeting as well. Right, thank you very much. Um, we'll go straight on to the uh, first, well, we've done the first item there. There are no, uh, no apologies, though. Uh, are there any declarations of interest? Okay, thank you. We'll move on then to the minutes of the previous meeting. Members, any uh, any any comments about the accuracy of those minutes? Um, can I then uh, take them as uh, approved? I think if you uh, if you put your thumbs up, uh, members, I think that will probably do. If any if anybody has any dissent, they can raise their hand. Okay. Okay, thank you. I think it's agreed that those minutes are correct. Item number three, questions or statements from non-executive members of the council. Uh, any, uh, any, anything under that item? Okay, none. Thank you very much. Um, item four then, matters referred to the executive by the scrutiny committee. I wondered, uh, Councillor Gregory, whether you were going to speak under this bit or speak during a relevant part of the agenda. Uh, whichever you'd prefer, Chair. I'm happy to take items four and five together and then make whatever is a relevant contribution under item 11, or I can speak to this. No, OK, let's, uh, let's, let's do it now, then, if you would. So we'll take the, the matters referred in consideration of reports, then. Thank you. Um, scrutiny met last Thursday. There were some technical difficulties, but they were overcome thanks to the, as usual, exceptional diligence of Mr. Ferguson and Mr. Bocal, and uh, my thanks to them for that. There were three substantive matters on the agenda, as well as the normal matters for report and uh, routine. They were the Council's response to and lessons learnt from the COVID crisis, uh, the corporate plan, delivery plan, and the local plan. Taking each of those in the order I just laid out, uh, the committee was impressed at the depth of knowledge that both the leader and the chief executive exhibited in terms of the council's response and our interaction with other agencies and bodies, particularly within the Essex Resilience Forum. And it was a very useful test of the systems and routines set up under the Civil Contingencies Act. Um, it's a matter of record how impressed everybody is at the um, remarkable re-engineering of the organisation that has been carried out over the last few months to allow the response to this public health crisis to be taken. And it was quite clear that the Chief Executive in particular was a master of her brief on all of these matters. So I think the committee would like to congratulate both uh, officers 
in general, the chief executive in particular, and the executive on that response. In terms of the corporate plan delivery plan, there is a deep understanding of how difficult the circumstances are at the moment for the executive, and that the circumstances we find ourselves in are not of their making. Um, there is systemic uncertainty in terms of finance, systemic uncertainty in terms of how that fi those finance issues will be resolved, and systemic uncertainty as to whether we will then be able to return matters to normal. The committee had not had a chance to review the update to the delivery plan, which was circulated earlier that afternoon as part of the Cabinet papers. But they have been able to since, and there's been a healthy exchange of email on email of contributions and observations. Um, there is some measure of concern, and I think that's probably a mild understatement, that the delivery plan is not specific or detailed enough into what it is intended to continue with and what it is not intended to continue with. And that is within the context of the previous remarks I've made about the a uh, great deal of uncertainty there is. Uh, there's a repeated phrase in the corporate plan delivery plan that progress on certain matters will continue as resources permit and as officer resource permits. I, I think I probably haven't quoted that exactly uh, accurately, but I've certainly expressed the sentiment. And scrutiny committee would wish to see a far greater prioritisation of what the executive believes they will be able to continue with and what they won't. We realise that will change, but we think the current draft, which says we're not terribly sure, uh, we hope we'll find out soon, is less than helpful in the circumstances. But all of that is within the context that we do appreciate how difficult it is uh, in this, well, unprecedented use of the word unprecedented set of circumstances we find ourselves. The final matter considered was the local plan, and I have to be well blunt here. Um, the committee was disappointed at the lack of identifiable progress. The committee noted that it's over four months since the inspector's letter, over two months since the reports from the East of England Local Government Association, and as of today, four weeks or four weeks minus one day since the Extraordinary Council meeting. Um, we would have expected by now to have seen some clear and well-documented outline proposals for the future of the local plan, in particular the management and governance arrangements, and similarly clear uh, documentation in terms of discovering the lessons learned from the long-running saga that has brought us to this regrettable situation. Um, the leader reassured us that matters were in hand to address this and that he'd able to be able to provide us with a further update today. So we're looking forward to that, but I would be remiss if I did not convey the extent of scrutiny's concerns at that. And that was a broad expression from across the committee that was followed up afterwards with extensive email correspondence between members. Thank you, leader. Uh, thank you for that. Um, to, to, to reiterate that we are we are in the in the most ex extreme of uh, 
of crises, the, uh, the effort that is being put in um, very particularly by officers to deal with the, with the crisis is enormous. And so to have those constraints on the work they are able to do on what you might be considered as business as usual is um, ex ex extremely difficult and um, completely unprecedented to use it again. And the plan will develop. It will, uh, it will develop as basically information comes out from the government on unlocking, as further money may be um, allocated from central government. I think, as we're all aware, um, we are, we, we've received from central government somewhere in the order of about 20% of what we, uh, uh, what we are short of and need to run the council. So absolutely, of necessity, we cannot go any further at this stage. Um, with, with regard to specific items on the delivery plan, be very happy to, uh, to receive them. It's obviously an item on the agenda, and if people want to say more specifically, then we can, we can uh, talk about it. And so very happy to receive those. And as ever, uh, we will be open as we, uh, as we further develop the plan. Um, regarding the, that's the delivery plan, regarding the, um, the local plan, um, I have to completely, fundamentally, and uh, utterly disagree with, uh, uh, with the chair of scrutiny on this, in that you will be aware that previous administrations spent 14 years on getting it wrong, two major attempts which were turned down, um, and on this one, this administration is absolutely determined to get it right. Um, I started a long time ago by saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that also goes for the plan to make the plan. It is only uh, four weeks since the, the um, um, extraordinary council made that decision. There's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes, and this is this is this is not us doing stuff behind closed doors. This is the LGA, the very impressive people who we know, putting together terms of reference. Uh, we we we're just about to get a first draft of those terms of reference. We will not be rushed. Four weeks versus fourteen years. It's a massive ratio. We are going to do it right, but we are going to take the time necessary to do it right. So, my thoughts on that. Um, consideration, I think, Chief Executive, there are no specific reports under Item 5 of reports from the overview of scrutiny committees. No, I think uh, the, chair, uh, roll, uh, the Chair of Scrutiny rolled that up uh, uh, as part of 4 and 5. Okay, thank you very much then. Um, report on delegated uh, items, which... Um, um, yes. Chairman, before, before we do move on, I did put my hand up. Um, do we know, does the Chairman... Chairman you didn't put your hand up. Councillor Gregory has his hand up. I will, uh, I will let him speak next. All right. You're, you're muted, uh, Neil. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, thank you for the clarification, Leader. Could you perhaps outline then by when you anticipate having 
draft documentation which will be available for review, please? The, ter the, terms, the terms of reference, I hope to get those published within a couple of weeks. Uh, Councillor Dean. Question regarding the agenda, Chairman. Does this uh, Cabinet no longer receive reports from the Governance Audit and Performance Committee? That, that, is, that is a question you probably have to address to the Chair of, uh, the chair of that committee. I, I, obviously, we, uh, we haven't received it. I don't know whether the Chief Executive wants to make any further comments. On the agenda. <clears throat> Sorry, I can interject there, Chair, if that would help. Um, the, the item which we're, we're currently on is consideration of reports from overview and scrutiny committee. So, so this item does pick up the gap, um, but we, we've not received any reports from gap. Thank you. Uh, we go on then to uh, item number six, report of delegated decision taken by cabinet members. You will see them. Uh, pages 9 to 11. Members, any comments or queries? Okay, I believe this is for uh, noting. Uh, are members uh, content to note those um, decisions? You could, you could um, put, up, put up your yellow hand if you like on that one. Uh, Councillors, you have your, uh, that, sorry, that was just a send. Thank you very much. Okay, so that is noted by the committee. Item number eight, cabinet, cabinet membership. First of all, to welcome our recently ex-chairman, Councillor Richard Freeman, following his uh, excellent year as chair. Uh, he uh, always wants to be in the throng of it and in the thick of it, if that's a good term to use. So, um, welcome back, and, uh, well, sorry, not well, yes, well, welcome to Cabinet, it's not a, a welcome back, and also to Councillor Day, who uh, has joined as a full member of, of Cabinet, uh, thanks to his uh, uh, very sterling work on communities, and particularly with regard to the emergency services. Um, do, we, it is, do, we, do we need to... Uh, and uh, is this just for noting or approving, Chief Executive? So it is just for you to publish for information. It's for noting, in effect. Uh, and may I point out, Chair, that you did gloss over item seven, uh, which was reports on assets of community value, but oh. there were there were none. So uh, we just need to note it for the record. Yes, thank you. So my, my apologies on that. I noticed there was, there was nothing there, so my... Uh, Apologies for not doing that one. Cabinet membership, uh, any uh, any comments or questions from members? Um, Councillor Dean then has his hand up. Yes, thank you, Chairman. I, I wonder whether with the new appointments there will be greater accountability from this Cabinet to the rest of the Council and, and to the public. I mean, I'm not going to go over the points that have been made at, at several council meetings, but I think it's a relevant point to make at the beginning of the cabinet year. You'll, you'll have to excuse me and explain what you're talking about. I'm talking about the past year's absence of reports 
of what they've been doing from quite a number of members of the cabinet in the last council year. Thank you for your comments. Uh, members, any comments? Okay, so that is noted. We'll move on. Um, item number nine is um, uh, appropriation of land of west of Woodside Way, which has been withdrawn. A saga which may continue and may come back to um, uh, the next or a future cabinet meeting. Uh, the um, the effectively the old. So moving on then to item ten, the corporate plan delivery plan, the progress update from quarter four. So this is the. Uh, on the cusp of, we're moving from the, well, we've moved from that to the old one, onto the, uh, onto the new one, but this is the last appearance of the, the previous corporate delivery plan from the previous administration. Um, members, any comments? Okay, I will ask Councillor Light then, has her hand up. Yes, thank you, Chair. I had put it up actually for the previous um, item, which was oh, the... missed it. The, the, no, I had put it up. It wasn't... Yes, sorry, my, my fault. I must have missed it, Barbara. Yeah, no problem. Um, I just wanted to know why this was withdrawn, the uh, land west of Woodside. Uh, because, because there's a significant amount of further work to, uh, to be done on it. Um, and so it wasn't it wasn't ready for this, and uh, it, it's not something that has to be acted upon in, in urgently. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Councillor Dean. I, I'm referring to the corporate delivery plan 1920, and I'm referring to page one, where there was um, a commitment to establish new operating arrangements with various uh, day centres, including Stansted. Now, I think I was told at scrutiny last week that there was not, a, that the council had not moved forward in establishing an agreement with Stansted Day Centre because it was, the building was owned by Stansted Mount Fitcher Parish Council. Now. I may be wrong in what I was told, but anyway, if I, if I was told that, it's irrelevant because, of course, the day centre service is run by the district council, not by the parish council, and there still is some uncertainty about why um, the, the council has decided not to proceed, so I am told, with an agreement with Stansted, where, in fact, I understand they would like an agreement. Can that please be taken away and looked into. Yes, yes, this, this now falls into the, uh, into, it is in the portfolio of the newest member, so uh, Councillor Freeman will, uh, will look at that and uh, come back to you. Any other comments from members? Thank you. I'm just getting my, uh, agenda on the on the other screen um on to then um item 11 which is the the new corporate plan delivery plan so we've obviously touched upon this earlier uh from comments from uh, from scrutiny um i think that mem members of the cabinet are obviously well aware of the 
enormous amount of work that uh, has gone gone into that from a whole variety of uh, seminars and consultations. Uh, and of course, there is the enormous disappointment that that we we can't go for the for the full implementation as a result of the unprecedented uh, crisis that uh, that we are in at the moment. Um, however, we believe that we have given it the best shot that we can under the current circumstances, and uh, we, we are looking to um, um, uh, to approve that uh, this evening. Um, first of all, members, I know I know that there there have been some. Um, Typographic errors, possibly, or slight uh, logic errors, come through. Which uh, I believe that uh, Democratic Services will uh, will be able to uh, handle. Ben, I hope that's uh, that's all right, and we'll make sure we get them to if uh, we haven't. Um, otherwise, just just from members first, comment comments before I throw it open to uh, to other people. Um, Understandably, we've spent a lot of time going through that, and it's the, the result of many, probably hundreds of hours of, uh, of work. And uh, um, the, the overall scope is comprehensive, obviously tempered by what we are able to, to achieve in the current environment. Um, Councillor Dean. Yeah, thank you, Chairman. I have a few questions which I'd like to raise, if I may. The, the first one is on what is page nine of the document, which I think is the very beginning of the actual tables. This, this has got reference to the use of locally led development corporations to deliver sustainable new settlements. Um, I remain puzzled by this because if, if delivery of sustainable new settlements means garden settlements, at the moment the council hasn't made any decision on what is going to be in the new plan. So are we not, or is the council not jumping the gun by leading off talking about locally led development corporations? Okay, very, very good point, Councillor Dean. And uh, obviously things have, have, uh, have happened during the, uh, the production of this. That, that, that was under, under the previous plan the, the correct way. I think that uh, it probably uh, deserves a rider here to say that that is of course subject to the new plan process. Absolutely correct, thank you. I think you had something else, Mr. Dean. Um, my, my second one relates to page 11, item 3A, which is implementing community infrastructure levy. And I'm rather concerned at the rider in red in the final column, which says sale community infrastructure levy will be developed at the appropriate time. Um, I mean, it's my understanding that this council is, if you will, behind the uh, queue uh, in, in, in comparison with other places. So is it not, are we not going to find ourselves or do we not risk finding ourselves in the similar situation of not having done the background work when we want to actually collect or introduce and collect community infrastructure levy? The, um, the work on the community infrastructure levy was part of the last plan process and again 
start, starting again and doing it properly, a decision will will be made. Um, I think the administration is, uh, in principle, in favour of, uh, of uh, the community infrastructure levy, but the work will have to be done before we we, uh, we finally make that decision. So uh, that is necessarily still in the air. But that that's not that's not the virus. That's the uh, uh, the withdrawal of the plan following the uh, inspector's uh, letter. Thank you very much. On page sixteen, item seven, delivery of more affordable homes. It, the item says increase the number of affordable homes delivered. Um, it doesn't say. There's no target there, and yet at the February council meeting, we had at least an outline commitment from both uh, Councillor Lees and yourself, Chairman, on on that item. So it strikes me that the, the plan as it stands is somewhat short in terms of measurable outcomes. Now, yes, necessarily so, and I will, uh, I will claim virus on this. Councillor Lees would maybe want to make a point on that, on that particular one. Uh, yes, I would actually, because we've all we had this question at full council, didn't we, by Councillor Caton? Um, so it's interesting that it's come up again. Um, I understand the need for people feel a need to have a number, but I wonder sometimes whether the number is just so they can say you didn't achieve it or you did achieve it. And as I said at uh, that full council meeting, we are ambitious. We will be looking at the HRA business plan. However, we have to be aware, don't we, that we are in unprecedented times. We keep saying that. So um, I have to confess, Councillor Dean, I would, I'm wondering whether to put a number, but in political climate, I wonder whether it's that's for achievement or whether it's for people to say you didn't get, um, rightly or wrongly. And I'm wondering whether that's good and good for the council. So you have to keep justifying why you didn't do something or why you did do something which is nothing wrong with justifying to the public. But I think it's fair to say at this moment that we are still ambitious, we are still looking, and when we have a little bit more clarity on the HRA business plan and where we can go, then I think we can be more specific, if that's okay. So, well, so by, by January, there'll be a number when the new housing... As I, uh, I think I'm going to answer that with the same thing, that when the business plan is in place, when we have more awareness, when we're aware how the country is going, when we're aware of, you know, there's a consultation at the moment about public borrowing, if you, if you borrow from the public board, whether you'll be able to borrow again for council houses. There's lots of questions in the air, um, but there will be within this administration, at some point when we have clarity, there will be a number that I know we can deliver. I don't want to put a number just for the sake of it. Um, I want to be really, really clear. All right, well, I but ambition, ambition, we can keep putting ambition in. I think we're all aware that we're ambition. You don't have to repeat that 80 times in the minutes. But, you know, ambition, we are still ambitious. May I, may I say the same may apply to page 17, item B, about refurbishing. It says refurbish our existing council homes to sustainable standards when required well again that's that's hardly a smart target who's going to decide when it's required and so on or what i'm trying to make out is that a plan an implementation plan should have 
smart targets. And yes, if circumstances change, then there's, there's often good reasons why the targets aren't met. But if you start off with nothing, then the risk is that one drifts through the year and you've no idea whether you've achieved what you set out to achieve or not. We will, we will be putting in the target. Please, 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 please may I answer? Because it's housing. Um, the housing team are an incredibly competent team. Um, they, they constantly are looking at whether houses are up to standard. And if they're not, it goes in the book and has to be done. Um, so if it's when you've got to upgrade, there is, a, there is already progression in place of some houses are being upgraded. Uh, am I correct? In, sorry, Roger Harborough, that's right, isn't there? There is, there is already in place that happening. Um, so it is going to go on. And again, if I may gently say, um, we are in this place. We're ambitious, doing our best. The housing team is superb. Nobody is going to be left in an inhabitable house or unhabitable. Inhabitable, unhabitable house. Um, it will be done. And we will do it to the best of our ability. And I understand, again, your need for targets. But if you could bear with us and, and accept that we'll be doing our best and the housing team that I have work with are superb, I think we'll be all right. Uh, Mr. Harmon, did you, did you want to make a comment on that? You're, un you're muted. Yeah. Um, just to confirm, yes, the, uh, the, the current capital programme does include provision for um, works to properties uh, to make them, uh, to ensure that they, they make the decent home, home standards. So, yeah, that is, that is in there. And... Uh, Obviously, the, um, it's partly driven by uh, how acute the need is, uh, but we will uh, pursue that programme as far as we can within the resources are, that are available. Obviously, you've got to balance the amount of capital that you put into uh, planned repairs as opposed to the capital that goes into the new build programme. Thank you, Roger. Um, Councillor Light next. Thank you. Yes, I, I actually wanted to pick up and um, endorse what Councillor Dean was saying, because these are exactly the notes that I had made, not about any specific area specifically, but uh, that all of the corporate delivery plan really does need to have uh, much smarter targets and, and I think much more detail attached to it with measurable outcomes, action plans, priorities and budgets. There is, to some, some items have actually got... Um, more uh, more specifics attached, but I think overall it would need to be a question of prioritising and then ensuring that there are milestones that, that there are correct milestones along the way, leading to outcomes. So is that is this the complete plan, or is this still um, in progress, as in actions and specific um, milestones and budgets will be allocated? As the, as the budget mystery play unfolds, then we will be able to uh, add to uh, add to the uh, add to the document. Absolutely, Councillor Gregory. Thank you, Chair. Um, I think Councillor Lee's made a very good point. That there's absolutely no value whatsoever in sticking hard and fast numbers in the air just for them to be shot at. Bearing in mind the chronic uncertainty we have and the um, huge amount of money that's missing from the budget. So, you know, I think her approach is 
uh, sensible and measured. Um, what perhaps would be helpful and would allow the council to carry out its duties and would probably aid the executive as well would be some indication of which areas you think you might be able to meet, which areas you think you will struggle to meet and which areas you think uh, you'll have difficulties meeting. And I appreciate that is the absolute opposite of smart objectives, but I don't think we're really in a position where smart objectives are feasible at the current time. In the fullness of time, they will become feasible again, but this is a question of getting through um, the current circumstances. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, yes. uh, thank you, Councillor Gregory. That's very useful, and we will uh, uh, we, we will look at that uh, concept, absolutely. Councillor Hargreaves. Uh, thank you. Um, just two comments. First of all, our current smart objective is just to be able to carry on paying basic salaries and paying the basic bills. Uh, at the moment, really, we cannot forecast how things are going to be. Uh, but just going specifically to the financing of council houses, new council houses, there's government consultation going on at the moment on the Public Works Loan Board. And their objective is to stop councils from using it to do the sort of commercial investments that we're doing, which are to raise money to pay for basic uh, services. Um, their current, we're responding to it at the moment, Mr. Webb has done an absolutely brilliant response. We've made some comments on that that will go out shortly. But as currently written, um, even if we are borrowing money to do commercial investments not from the Public Works Loan Board, that could still stop us using the Public Works Loan Board from borrowing money for council houses. I suspect that's not what government intended. It doesn't mm. say that. So I need to seek clarification on that. Uh, if they are seeking to do that, that would be uh, make life extremely difficult for us. Uh, generally, the government is not being helpful. Um, as we all know, right to buy is unhelpful. Uh, seeking to restrain our borrowing to do things is unhelpful. Uh, seeking to restrain our ability to raise council tax is unhelpful. And uh, cutting um, other revenue streams uh, New homes bonus, business rates um, not, not being updated, uh, and all the rate support, all that stuff is unhelpful. So we are under pressure, and it could be we may have a financing issue uh, over uh, building new council houses, and that's another uncertainty that we need to clarify. We've got it sorted out, uh, which I think we will, uh, then we'll be ready to press ahead. Thank you, Councillor Hargreaves. Councillor Lees. I saw, other, I saw other names, sorry, I wasn't... Um, if, if I could just clarify a couple of points, if I may. You're muted. No, I know I, know I was muted. I had the space bar, but it's quite complicated when you're trying to have a long chat. I'm not going to have too long a chat. Um, there's two things. One is, um, going back to the corporate delivery plan, there, I am pretty sure I'm correct. For some of the things, um, Councillor Pepper isn't there, there's going to be a template for your environmental stuff um, with costings and priorities. That's, have I jumped in ahead of you? Where are you going to say that? Okay. Um, so with um, Councillor Hargreaves, there's going to be a template, priorities and costings, that's right, Councillor Hargreaves as well. So that is in place, but obviously these things take time. Looking at how we can get a biodiversity study on the cheap, and I don't mean that by the offices, I mean outside. Um, 
so there are things going to come ahead. But again, if I can say again, it is unclassified times, but it's not that people aren't working hard um, to look at to get things right. Um, secondly, if I may just bring up um, Council Lodge, there has been a question um, of the difficulty of bringing together the climate change emergency and delivering it. And as you're aware, we have had uh, an email about would there be any possibility for creating a full-time officer um, to work on the climate and the ecological emergency because we've not cancelled the emergency. Now, I also understand that we hope we are very much in a financial disaster and be less disastrous than we fear. So I just want to clarify that we are probably not able to find that money for an officer at the moment, but that doesn't discount that we will be doing our best to be addressing that climate change issue in the future. And I think with Councillors Pepper's template and biodiversity study, that's definitely going to help. Have I jumped in in front of you, Councillor Pepper? I'm very sorry. Is, was there anything you needed to add to that? Uh, not, not really, but no. Um, obviously, everyone in council um, are blatantly aware um, that I've been pushing the agenda that we actually do have two uh, crises going on at the moment. So it is imperative that we are seen to be doing something. So um, obviously, we're going to try and do whatever we can to keep this uh, agenda in the forefront. So. Um, yeah, that's all I can say at this stage, but I will keep pushing. I will go. I've already written a letter to Boris as well addressing this issue, and I will continue, you know, um, pushing this, you know, and addressing this issue with whoever I can. So uh, it hasn't gone away and it won't go away. So, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm sure that Boris will be. Uh, we will be highly impressed. Keep on. Well, it gives them something else to focus on, doesn't it? <laughs> something much more, you know, urgent. <laughs> yes. Um, Councillor Dave. Thank you, Chair. Um, I've said before that I have no financial background whatsoever. Um, but I look at the exercise that we've just carried out as. As though it was your own money, that's the own money that's in your pocket. If you haven't got it to spend, would you spend it as an individual? I would suggest not. I'd also like to uh, just point people really into the exercise that we've carried is that we have a traffic light system within the forms that are before us this evening. Uh, a very simplistic system is green for go, Amber, oh, we better hold back, and red, no go. Um, so this is really all about essential spend. So the essential spends, I would say, get the greens, but the rest fall into the category of non-essential, and therefore, in these unprecedented times, we have to sit back on them. I think it's very simple to understand. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Day. Councillor Eek. Thank you, Chair. Yes, I just wanted to add that uh, even though a lot of my portfolio is deemed to be non-essential spend, 
that doesn't stop me from, as a councillor and other councillors from continuing to lobby to push for things that uh, could benefit us um, in the long term, but not at the expense of using valuable officers' time. Uh, and I'd hope that uh, I would get support from other councillors to help in, uh, in driving the portfolio forward, even though we won't be spending essential monies. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Councillor Dean, I think you want to come back. Can I ask you to come back with a brief comment? Yes, if I may. Well, I'm particularly, I'm looking at uh, page 22 and reference has been made to the second emergency, the climate emergency, and I'm pleased about what I've heard so far. But um, on page 22F, the action is to set a zero, a net zero carbon goal for the council. But I thought we'd already done that months ago. So why isn't that in the plan? Because we have a target and I see that there's a, a paragraph in the final column, which is in green. So it's a, it's a, a spend area. Um, so I'm just rather puzzled that the, the target that the, the council has agreed actually twice, I think, isn't, isn't in this plan. Because one of, the, one of the purposes of this plan is that officers in the various departments know what members want. And if we don't put targets in it, especially when they exist, then there's a danger that our officers just don't focus on what members think is important. And uh, Councillor Pepper, would you like to comment on that? Well, uh, obviously, it's got, you've got to realise, again, I think John Evans is working on something with planning. Uh, they're putting together a white paper that's to do with looking at net carbon zero development. Um, and any any um, anything to do with climate change um, that comes to my attention, I am always reminding anybody that's involved, we have declared a climate emergency and a net zero carbon target. Anything we do from now on has to reflect that, and I've made that quite clear. So again, I will try and reiterate um, well, I'm reiterating it in public, so council members should all be aware that this is what we have to achieve. We have declared a climate emergency and a target of, at, uh, of a net zero carbon emissions for 2030. So everything we do must reflect that. And I've told that, and I will reiterate that in any email that comes my way that reflects anything to do with the environment and uh, the, our ecological uh, environment as well. Anything to do with air pollution, uh, anything that damages or causes more harm, uh, our key objectives is to make sure that we reduce any harm uh, to the environment and reduce our carbon emissions. And that obviously reflects um, to do with uh, our health as well as our well-being. So, that is what I'm trying to push as well, as far as what we're trying to set. Yes. Councillor Adams next, please. Thank you, uh, Chairman. Yes, just following on from Councillor Pepper's comment uh, there, uh, we will, so far as the local plan is concerned, be including in our evidence base research in relation to the type of issues which we have already uh, resolved um, 
uh, in way on climate emergency so that those matters um, to the extent that we can justify them and support them would be carried forward in due course into the local plan and as a result of that then those policies would be planning policies as well as um, mere resolutions if you like of the council so to the extent that they become policies then they will have teeth for the purposes of development and planning applications uh, and uh, any attempt by developers uh, to uh, challenge those matters will be they'll have the opportunity to make representations upon them obviously at the consultation stage but once they become policies then they will um, be effective uh, for the long term and that will be uh, our long-term um, aim to um, reflect policies uh, in line with our resolutions. Thank you, Councillor Evans. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Chairman. Uh, there's a great deal that can be done at the planning level, and I think we're only scratching the surface of that. Uh, for example, the industrial units which are going into uh, the Ridgeham site all have photovoltaic roofs. And they have photovoltaic panels on the roof, which is a fairly trivial thing to do. Uh, unfortunately, we don't actually have a policy that insists on that. So if the applicant chose to take that to an appeal, we wouldn't have a basis uh, to actually defend an appeal. Uh, as it is, applicants tend to be okay with things like that. They're not terribly expensive and they sort of make sense as far as the PP. Um, as far as the NPPF is concerned. But we do need to adopt some planning policies because we have a substantial traffic of applicants, applications every two weeks now, uh, coming across their desks. And it would be a very big asset to be able to say we have policies that require them to have whatever. Um, things that make the, the build more sustainable is a fairly straightforward thing to do. And I'm very anxious for us to get on with that. We, we haven't made as much progress as perhaps we could have done, but you know, it's there to be done. It's just there for the taking, really. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Freeman. Uh, Councillor Deal, you've had many, uh, many goes at uh, this. If you have anything else you wish to add, I'm very pleased to receive it in writing post uh, the meeting. Uh, a question for Mr. Peel. We now come on to voting on the adoption of this. Um, as with the, um, um, the council meeting, do we, do we want to do a poll of, of, uh, of members? How, how would you handle that voting? I suggest you ask whether there is anybody who is opposed to the proposals in the report. If anybody is opposed, you can take a roll call vote. If nobody is opposed, okay. then you can accept the recommendations and then con. Okay, thank you. Uh, can you then please make, uh, uh, make yourself known if, uh, if you oppose the adoption of this delivery plan? You, you can unmute yourself and speak if that should be the case. I believe uh, Councillor Lees wants to speak, I believe, sorry. I, I'm not opposing and I really can't apologise enough, Miss um, French. I was going to do it offline today but I haven't stopped until then. I just wanted to change one, one uh, thing of um, increase the number of affordable and then maybe put um, a dash in social homes because we all know there's a difference between affordable and social homes and I do. If that's okay with everybody, 
Um, I was going to send it offline today, as Colin Day did magnificently earlier, but I just didn't get a moment. If that's, I know it's pedantic, but it's. Thank you. I think we were getting, there were no objections, so I consider that that has been adopted. Thank you to everyone for your participation in that. Um, coming on then to the, uh, the next series of items, in fact, from 12 through to 17, we're looking at uh, appointments to cabinet committees, to cabinet working groups with their terms of reference, uh, the appointments to the working groups, the appointments to outside bodies, appointments to the North Essex Parking Partnership and then finally to the West Essex Wellbeing Joint Committee. We've all had a good chance to look at those uh, and I propose to, to look at taking them together when it comes to the vote. Uh, do I have any questions or comments on those at this stage? Councillor Hargreaves. Uh, uh, thank you, yes. Um, it's actually, I'm, I'm very happy with the memberships. I just wanted to draw attention to two things relating to, one related to the voluntary support grant work, the one on the other one, the Assets, Community, Value and Local Heritage List um, Committee. Um, on the um, voluntary support grants, we looked at, uh, we allocated £330,000 worth of, of, of grants met earlier this year. Uh, those are to um, to community travel, to citizen advice, to support for site, all sorts of things like that. But the overall um, giving of this council to everything uh, last year, last financial year, was about £611,000. So we are a very generous council. You look at the actual our total council income, there's a pretty big slice of money which is given away. Uh, including that 611, of course, is uh, included the 78,000 pounds of our ward members' initiative. Uh, there's 110,000 pounds for capital community projects, 50,000 pounds for youth grants, uh, some other leisure and culture grants. Those ones, I think, I'm told by Sue Hayden, they they go through the uh, portfolio holder for those particular things for, for decisions on those. Uh, there's three more, Thaxted Festival, Dunmore Museum Society, and the Dunmore Malting Trust. They overall get £10,500. They don't appear to go through any member uh, betting, so it might be a good idea to move those in with the Voluntary Supports Grants Committee. However, the overall picture here is a lot of money, all going to good things, but there's nothing, by and large, there's no green bits in any of this. I just wonder whether we might want to have a look at this if we're des desperate for money to spend for the green initiatives. Um, £611,000 is quite a lot. It may be time we might have to look at some of this. Uh, difficult decisions, mind, because all of these things are, uh, they're all valuable. So I just, I just draw that to your attention. And on the assets of community value and the local heritage list, um, some of you will be aware that um, the Coach and Horses in Newport, um, which is a large uh, 16th century uh, roadside pub, um, a destination pub, um, Punch Taverns put an application in to put a whole housing estate on the very large pub garden, which absolutely devastate the pub's business and devastate the community asset. So, because I looked at, is it worth getting it? 
registered if we get the application turned down uh, as an asset community value. Um, the general view on the website was it gives you a stay of execution for six months if you can raise the money to buy the thing. And if you got planning permission, you know, it'd be a million quid. Um, so it's not particularly effective. But what would be effective is if we were to implement the wording from the policy from the withdrawn local plan for protecting um, businesses. The adopted plan is weak. You can get around it very easily. The wording from the withdrawn plan is very good. and We're getting it into our neighbourhood plan. So I would suggest that's actually a better way of protecting pubs and other similar things than going down the route of assets and community value. We do a lot of work. You just delay for six months. And then you can do whatever they like. They can flog it to you. You can't raise the money. It's tough. Uh, so I think it might be something to look at. And a rather similar comment, the local heritage list. Again, we've looked at that from their plan point of view, and it's not a statutory planning matter. It's, it can be referenced, but it doesn't stop um, committee development. It does not stop plastic windows, velux windows. It doesn't stop you ripping out your iron railings and putting a car park in the front of your house. Uh, to do that, we use the Schedule 4, which is a listing. So that's, again, something up where I think efforts going into something which is nice but doesn't have the bite of the proper statutory things which I think we should be looking at. So that might be something to have to deal with, those things which we can get on with regardless of the local plan and would actually give us proper substance uh, to protecting our, our local heritage and our local assets. Mm -hmm. So the proposal is we look at that as part of uh, the, the plan, plan policies we can do, but that's not going to particularly affect the membership of the working groups that we're looking at now. Yeah, I'm happy with the working group, but the membership's fine. Good, thank you. Um, Councillor Lees has a hand up. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I, I'm sure it's a matter of uh, procedure, and I haven't, I'm not sure whether I've actually understood it quite correctly, so I just need to clarify. We have some working groups of the cabinet at um, our, like the government board for garden communities, which we don't really, should we be having those at the moment? And we also have a working group of the cabinet of a planning policy working group, which of course the decision hasn't actually been made yet on where we're going to go with that. And also those members are the previous members when we signed up last year, rather than how we're going to go forward. Is it procedurally that we do this and then change it later, or do we just take them off today? No, I think procedurally we leave, we leave them and, uh, and and see how that, that progresses. It could well be the recommendation as we carry on with those. It could well be that it's a, a different one. So I'm content to leave that in that that, that can be changed then if we come to a different government structure. Uh, sorry, can I just clarify? So the membership can all be changed without any going through a council meeting because the working group, planning policy working group, we have um, councillors that are very keen to be on that and councillors that are keen to be on other things. So I know the membership will be changing and I'm just wondering whether... Yes, it's cabinet working groups, then cabinet will, will make that decision. Okay. Yeah, will make that decision and it can be ratified at cabinet. Councillor Freeman. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Uh, actually, on this subject, and I, I dropped you a brief 
note earlier today, but you probably haven't had a chance to see it. Um, I noticed there were some vacancies. There's two vacancies on the housing board, and there's one vacancy on the museum management working group. Um, I always feel that vacancies are unfortunate things to have on working groups. It's good to fill them up. I'd be happy to be inserted into one or more of those if appropriate, and I'm, I'm sure other people would as well. But uh, okay. some of that doesn't go to. We'll have a we'll have a look at those and uh, and fit. Uh, fit people in and any other members wanting to uh, to join do let me know if there are those gaps hmm. so i'm looking now to approve items 12 to 17 on mass do i have any objections if you have objections raise your hand We've got uh Councilor hargreaves you have raise your hand it's not an objection it's just on the, the terms of, of reference for the investment board and it's it's the last sentence of the first paragraph where it says it is acknowledged that cabinet will not without good reason duly considered reject opportunities recommended by the investment board now that phrase that was actually originally in the commercial investment um, strategy document and we struck it out because it does not reflect how things should be uh, the arrangement is the investment board will do its recommendations, the cabinet can then decide and then it goes on to full council for further decision. So it's not up to the terms of reference of the investment board to tell the cabinet, you've got to agree with us. So I think that little bit at the end, that little bit says it, it about it, 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 from where it says it, it is acknowledged, that should be struck out in those terms of reference. Okay. Yes, I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware. I looked at that before. I wasn't aware it was still in there. So we're looking now to strike that out, uh, but approve otherwise. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Any objections then? Thank you for that, Neil. Okay. I no, no nobody is raising hand or making any other. Uh, um, objections, so we'll take that those items are approved and the meeting finishes at precisely eight o'clock. Thank you very much for that. Ah, so I just missed that. Richard, you got your hand up. Oh, just, <clears throat> nothing really to do with the meeting. <clears throat> it's just so I think that Alastair leaves us at the end of this week, and I was going to say thank you very much for your sterling service. I have no idea how long you've been here, but. Um, that's, you've been very helpful uh, for us and I uh, hope it goes well for you at Cambridge University. Yes, Alistair, thanks. And uh, enjoy the future challenges. Thanks. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. all the best. All the best. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> Thank bye. you, everyone. Good night. Thanks for good everything. Night.